Do you suffer from that queasy, dropping cabin pressure airsick feeling? Good news, everyone! It's Jake C. Lee. I'll never survive in here. I'm too pretty. You know what? You just made the list! It's Dopey Zapia. Quiet, you idiot. Well, who asked you, you little vermin? It's Betty Richie RD. Would you like alcohol? Shoot on the bird. Yes, give him the finger. It's all in sports. But we're terrible! Thank you, all of you idiots, you suckers! And it's all you need. Welcome to All the Sports. It's uh, as about as special as you can get today. I don't even know how to do the intro, but we'll, I'm sure we'll figure it out at this point because who the hell cares, right? It's Joe Pizapia. It's Benny Ricciardi. If you didn't hear the intro, it's All the Sports, and it's all you've ever needed for sports. I feel like, I don't know, what do you think, Benny? I think Joe's the best one at selling anything, so I think he should be the one to explain this whole Patreon and why we're doing this for free and all that nonsense today. Yeah, I mean, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> oh, <of course. laughs> and so it begins this is excellent and I, I, um, I think I'm most happy that it's the three of us doing it our way it's very Frank Sinatra which I know I'm sure Benny is an Italian it's very ingrained in him I like that it's our way and uh, as Jake was saying we're going to be doing this show it's going to be myself it's going to be Jake it's going to be Benny Ricciardi and we're doing the shows for free Monday and Wednesday this week but you're going to be able to hear us on Patreon exclusively there. So you go, you subscribe over at patreon.com to All In Sports, and you're going to have access. There's simple tiers, so it's whatever you feel like being a part of and being interested in, we're going to do for you. So we've got a Monday, Wednesday show with the three of us. Jake's shows are going to stay Tuesday, Thursday, uh, free over on iTunes and everywhere else you can listen to podcasts. And then, very special, Benny and myself, Fridays by ourselves, unsealed without Jake Seeley, Every Friday, the two of us talking sports. And I think, Jake, we're really talking sports to you. I mean, it's fantasy, but sports talk as well. I think that's what we're trying to get across. It is going to be a little bit different than maybe, uh, you know, it's some everything. other fantasy shows, right? Although, Be Benny, did you hear the intro yet for your show? I did not hear the intro yet. Ah. Send it to him. I heard it. It was great. I love it. No, uh, yeah, Benny. So I, I did a specific intro for our show, this show, and uh -huh. then I took it and I gave you guys a super special secret one for the Friday show. It's, Ooh. I don't care what you think. It's terrific. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll like it. So I'll have to wait until I don't even care if you don't. Okay. Well, I, I, you know what? I don't care if I don't either. Cause we're going to go with it at this point anyway. Cause uh, you know, we don't have any more time. Right. It's not like you're going to make one, Benny. I mean, it's not, <laughs> like that's, I mean, yeah, I would have my kids over here playing like their, uh, you know, instruments on the side. They're, uh, you know, one, one will have his iPad, the other one will have his Xbox. It'll be great. Yeah, by the way, I, I know you don't have Facebook, Jake, but I don't, But Benny had a very long weekend of uh, Bed Bath & Beyond and Apple picking. It was He's done a lot of stuff. By the way, can you go Apple picking without wearing any L.L. Bean or Columbia sportswear gear? Is that possible? Is like, Are you allowed to go to the actual Apple tree area and do Apple picking in the fall without that? I mean, I had N1 shorts, a DraftKings sweatshirt, and my Timberland <laughs> boots on. So I guess you can. I mean, so I they, were they asking you to carry the crates that they think you just work there? Or yeah. <laughs> one, one guy actually called um, INS on me. It was. You know, <laughs> I think that's when I knew I had to shave. At that point, I was like, man, am I looking that grumpy right now? Like, oh, that's good times, man. Oh, God. See, it feels so good to get the gang back together. No, you, you realize the first three comments I'm going to get is you didn't talk enough sports. We're going to talk plenty of sports, all right? No, no, no. Don't, don't try to make me feel – I already went Hulk all – like, I raged out on Twitter last night, and everybody was paying attention. I felt I thought it felt good to get back to the show today, 
what a better way than you know the Hulk out rage out and some people the night before. That's right. Well, I hope you save some of it because I'm sure you got some rage left, right? I mean, there's oh, always I, more Sealy rage in there inside. Is there, is there ever not? Well, it's funny because like I, I feel like church for you on Sundays is partially just so you don't explode. Like I think you need that couple hours or whatever it is you do where you're just quiet. Know. If I if I didn't do my stuff every single day, Joe. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, I feel like Sunday, like, if you didn't explode on, if you didn't go to church, that you would probably. Well, all right, here, hold on. Let me ask you guys, if you saw the, if you saw the tweet. So my tweet during the game, this is all it says, says, sign me up for KC LA Rams Super Bowl, please. Now, what's, what's controversial about that? No, 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 hold on. Well, that's what I'm about to ask you. Joe, Benny, in your opinion, is that my saying that is who is going to the Super Bowl? No, not at all. That's sign me up. I would like to see that. That's what sign me up for. Not sign like yeah, right I, in stone. Well, A, that is who's going to the Super Bowl. So I, I'll, oh, I'll be the so lightning rod right on that one. But <laughs> B, yeah, no, you're just saying that I would like to see that matchup, which I got to be honest, I would like to see that matchup too. So Joe's fans, friends of the Patriots came out in droves. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. As not a surprise, raging out on me for the next 30 minutes about Oh, did you not see the game where the Patriots beat them? Did you not see them throw their best effort and get beat? Did you not see that like Tom Brady's the best quarterback and blah blah? Like, holy hell! I never said that's the Super Bowl. Well, don't you want to see? Blah. I say no. I want to see the Chiefs and the Rams. I don't want to see the Patriots again. And then somebody actually made a very good joke. Joe, you ready for it? Yes, I love good jokes. It would be nice to actually see the Patriots back in the Super Bowl after so long. <laughs> that's a good joke you know as a patriots fan by the way i just want to point out yes we did win that game however we played basically a perfect game in order to win that game so that's that's not the easiest thing in the i mean and still the chiefs were right there at the end and had they not allowed tom brady to have that much time at the end of that game it would have been you know, a whole different. But, but Joe, who won the game? Is it week six? Who won the game, bro? Oh, the that entire does matter. Season. Who won the game does matter. But I don't understand where the controversy of sign me up for this Super Bowl. I'd like to see it is clearly the intent. I think you you can't talk down to people's level. You can't, you know, because that's what the bully wants to do. The bully wants to make you feel small and stupid. And you just turn around and go, that's what I want to see, jackass. And then just, you know. Oh, no, I just troll the trolls. So I, I, I'm sure I'm sure Joe remembers. Hey, Benny, do you remember what happened in... um? And yet you have more Twitter followers than me and Benny, and you're like horrendous human being. All right, well, I, I do have a follow-up to that. I, but you're, I was going to so – What, the horrendous was, human being part? No, you're, you're already stepping over something here. Come on. This, this, <laughs> you're, or, well, this is perfect. This is what you signed up for. Yeah. I was trolling the trolls, and I was going to troll you, and I was going to ask Benny if you remembered a game in Week 17 that you know, did not determine the Super Bowl following it. Ooh, I do remember that game. That was, uh, that was a good one, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So here's my whole thing, though. That game, <laughs> that last game with KC and New England, right? It was in New England. Mm-hmm. They had this running back guy that was pretty good that came out of nowhere, right? Named after my TV, Sony, something like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, wait. Hey, Benny, you, Jones? Bet, Benny yeah. you bet a lot. What is, remind me, what does home field count for? Uh, it's usually three points in, okay. uh, in NFL, at least three points. It could be less depending on the home field advantage. But I would think Foxborough is one of the ones that probably does count as three points. And that's the thing. I mean, it came down to the last possession anyway. 
You know, you got you had the home field advantage in that game. You had the running game that you had there that New England really hasn't had in literally years. I haven't seen New England with the kind of running game they had. And that's going to be an issue because he went down there yesterday. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but, you know, so already you're talking about the Patriots at less than 100%. Listen, I have if, – if we had to call this today – I would probably say that the Kansas City Patriots winner is going to be the team that comes out of the AFC East. Well, it ain't Jacksonville. Is going to, yeah, I mean, you know what? Jacksonville right now, they got their own problems. They don't even you, – you no, 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 no. They said they're fine at the quarterback position. They've got it handled. What are you talking about, Benny? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can't win in this league without a quarterback. This is – you know, not something that's even up for debate. We've known this for years. If you don't know this for years, just remember, I'm a Jets fan. So I've known this for years that you can't win without a quarterback. You know, I, I, I again, I mean, when it comes down to you it. You could have just stopped after a win. No, that's true, too. But if you really want to fight, <laughs> you can stop this right now and I'll go down to Virginia. We can do this. All right. But whatever. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> but one way or another, I mean, we're looking at it like, you know, Kansas City is the team that I want to see. Kansas City is a lot more fun to watch. You know, like you said. Other than Joe, I don't think anybody and the rest of the Patriots fans, I don't think anybody really cares about the Patriots winning anymore. It's time to see something else come in there. Kansas City, this offense is exciting. The defense actually looked really good yesterday for the first time all season. So I'm on board yeah. with this, Jake. I want to see the uh, I want to see the Rams. I want to see the Rams and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl this year. And you know what? If you guys have anything to say, bring it at me. I'm all for it. Well, we get to see them anyway because that's the Mexico City game. But Joe. If you're being honest with yourself, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what the hell is going on? What no, is no, no. sort of affirmation I have to Joe, let's be honest with yourself here. No, no. If it wasn't the Patriots, yeah. would the Chiefs not be the AFC team you want to see? Or would it be you would be one of those bitter fans because they just beat? Like, if no, they were the no, team in, the, in the championship I'm, game. I'm not a bitter I see. I'm. 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 I said this on Black Book. I, I, I'm uh, just last night we recorded in today's episode that's out now. I, I don't. That just I'm a spoiler. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's fine. I'm a spoiled brat. Okay. I've won so much because Welsh asked me, he said, you know, would you have said that that was a great game if the Bears had won? And I said, yeah, I would have because it was a, it was a fun football game to watch and I would have been annoyed, but I've won so much that I have perspective about it. So if the Patriots weren't in it, Mahomes is incredibly entertaining. Uh, the athleticism of Hill and Hunt and that offense with Kelsey is fun to watch. I still think the defense is suspect. I really do. I'm not, I'm not buying in on the defense yet. And my thing is, I, I, you know, I went to school in Philadelphia. I went to college in Philadelphia, and I lived there for a couple of years after. And I've I'm watched sorry. enough Andy Reid. Oh, that's all right. I watched enough Andy Reid football coaching to know that when time starts to tick on that clock, he has no idea what to do or how to manage it. And that's what the playoffs are always about. And to a certain extent, you can have a lot of talent and all that stuff, but a lot of it has to do with coaching and game management. And that's where I'm concerned that the Chiefs fans are going to be let down this year at some point. Well, so apparently that was part of the – what dove down this rabbit hole of conversations also turned into the, have you seen the Chiefs' entire playoff record since 1940? Yeah, because every year before this determines what's going to happen this season as I well as what happens that. in week six as well as what happens in every other instance that has nothing to do with this year's team. Yeah, I always hate that. By the way, I'm, I'm curious. What do you think is the more likely running back name in the next 10 years of crappy television, Samsung or Insignia? 
what's the no 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 it's that what's that new offbeat version that they're they just started having commercials for they only sell like walmart and stuff like that isn't insignia that it or is that it no 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 no. insignia is too high level now is it i i googled cheap tv brand name hold on i'll i'll look it up while why i said i forgot when you said the black book reminded me something we haven't done (laughs) by the way joe and benny why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and pimp your stuff? Like we, we might ahead, you, you that pimp, at the top. You pimp first. Go ahead, Benny. You pimp away. Well, I mean, everybody already knows that I'm a PIMP, so you you know where to find me. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's spending, the way it is. Thanks for no, spelling I mean, that. In. Yeah, it was great. You know, bas- basically, since since the last time, well, not really the last time because we did that one other show, but since you know the three of us have been together on the radio, um, I basically have been over at Guru Elite, so I'm doing DFS content over there mostly. Um, Right now, it's basically football and basketball, pretty heavy into basketball, kind of took a little bit of a step back in the football stuff because we just have so many other football guys going on. And, and, you know, I kind of needed to concentrate a little bit on basketball, but, you know, I'm still following all the sports like I always do. The other thing that I'm doing right now, which I, I enjoy as a New Jersey resident, you know, I mean, this is basically like Christmas for me. They finally legalized sports betting in my, uh, in my wonderful state. I live five minutes away from the Meadowlands and I have you know, my apps on my phone now for the DraftKings Sportsbook and the FanDuel Sportsbook and Sugar House and, and everywhere else. So doing betting content as well, which is uh, literally right up my alley. I mean, I've been a degenerate gambler my entire life. So, you know, this is, like I said, it was like Christmas morning for me. So this is uh, this is where you can find me over at uh, GuruElite.com. And, you know, I'm still did, on Did Twitter. you give your Twitter handle? Yeah, Twitter handle at BennyR11. Come on, you guys all know this already. If you've been here for a while, you followed us. You there's, know where to find me. You knew what you were getting there's into. A, there's a lot of people that are, to Joe's point from earlier, like, oh, you have more followers. I've actually found, like, I give Brad Evans a ton of credit. And this isn't like a backpat thing because he has twice the amount of followers I have and then some. But the level, the percentage of trolls that start showing up, I don't know what it is, but it gets, I, I feel like it's not just that 1% anymore. I feel like it's jumped to 10% because... It, every single week, like I, you remember this, Joe. I was telling you about it when we did the flex league, and I was hanging out with um our boy Eric Young, and he said he has about two or three hundred thousand, and he could tweet, "It's a sunny day," and people would be like, "Oh, you're a piece of crap. I hope you die and get cancer and blah blah." blah. Like, uh, you know, it's just what people do. By the way, the TV I was talking about was High Sense. <laughs> I, I, that's not even a real thing. Yeah, I've never heard of that. St- exactly, but they've started advertising, so they're trying. It's Maybe down by you, not about up here. No, Pets.com started advertising too. How'd that work out? <laughs> just go to Walmart. It's actually pretty prevalent. It's high sense. Just to get like, yeah, I, I could have dug deeper, Joe. I could have went to Komodo. Okay, that's fine. That, that's that's a little bit deeper there. But I mean, you know, we're LG. LG Jones, I can see that. That's actually a pretty cool name, actually. No, LG I can actually see. I see Komodo. That's somebody going with Komodo. I don't know. I, Samsung is definitely going to be out there at some point. Just How about Naxa? N a x a. I I don't. I've never heard of that one either. I don't, I don't know. know. It's got a good looking girl in the front of one of them. <laughs> Yo, uh, she's, girls on top of she's, TVs. <laughs> she's she's all digitized. It's no, never mind. <laughs> all, all I know is, all I know is, I have I have three kids that are all in school right now, and you hear some of the names of some of the kids that they go to school with, and some of the names of like the younger siblings. Like my my one son, who's nine, has a a friend whose parents just had a girl, and they named her Cardi, like Cardi B. And oh I'm like, God. you know, like no, there, there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of things wrong in this world. But 
that's that definitely not one of somebody them. I want to name my kid after. No, that's definitely not. Hey, I'll whore myself next so we can move on to the next topic and get yeah. over it. Sports! Sports! We can listen to uh, the Fantasy Black Book Show with myself and Welsh and Bogman uh, every Monday and Thursday on the Fantrax Podcast Network. It's also on iTunes, iHeartRadio, everywhere. Everywhere! You can listen to podcasts. And, of course, the Fantasy uh, Black Book Baseball is already uh, in progress. Myself, Jake Seeley, Paul Sporer. Uh, we've got uh, Tim Heaney working on us. The, the champ, Tim Heaney, by the way. Yeah, just want Tout Wars champion, just like to put that out I there. But I want you know. Tout Wars head to head. I didn't see me talking about it. Yeah, but he did the Yoohoo bath. I didn't see you pouring Yoohoo all over yourself. No, because you know what? Video. You know what? They're not listening anyway. I love, I love a lot of the people in Tout Wars, including a lot, all the founders. But I'm just saying, you guys promoting the people that won and being like, like you Poor job, guys. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, shade goes. All right, let's let's talk about more football because the thoughts about Sony Michelle are getting me depressed. So, oh, they, well, we still don't know what's going on with Sony. I mean, I he's guess done. We could, Jake, he's done. What what situation has he not done this year? Um, what yeah, percentage is Benny, that Benny, What's the percentage? Like two? I mean, you know, there there's a chance he comes back at the end of the year, but for the most part, they're playing. A significant portion of the season, if not all of it, without him. I mean, yeah. I got a couple... little bit of a chub last night because I have so many James White shares. So this is this is going to be good for me. Well, there was a lot of doctors tweeting on on the Twitterverse out there saying that it didn't look like it would be a situation where it was a torn MCL, maybe more of a meniscus situation. And if it's just a strained meniscus, he could be back in like what? I love how they could tell that by the the way he spun around like that. Like that's their job. Knee. Their job is to look inside of it. That's just people yes, who want to get but, on TV or people who want to be famous. Evaluate for the way they do to be able to see the way that a leg twit. Come on. You know, a lot of these guys tweet out what they think is going to happen. It ends up being right like nine out of 10 times. It's what we do. Oh, are you right? Nine out of 10 times. Is that the number? I wish <laughs> I, if I was right nine out of 10 times, I'd have three times as much money as I have now. And yeah. Like- I That's wish right. you could go work at ESPN. You see what I did there? I, I was going to say you could put up a couple of Osweiler, Albert Wilson stacks, but yeah. you know, yeah. Good <laughs> God. Hey, I cashed out a hell of a lot yesterday, by the way. How'd you guys do? Uh, I missed on a couple. That's I didn't play heavy this week. I was busy, but missed on, missed on a couple. All right. Well, let's go to Benny then. Benny, I had, do you my, my DFS week wasn't great. Okay. My, my sports betting week was very good though. Well, let me ask you this. I was going to say, what's the agreement level you have with this tweet that I tweeted out last night? If your cash games, no matter the price, don't start with Gurley and Thielen going forward, you're just might as well oh, send yeah. your money. I had Gurley Thielen. See, I got cute yesterday. I, I came off of Chubb um, with, the, with the Duke Johnson starting news. And Chubb didn't really even have like that great of a game. Yeah, I think he went 80, 80 yards. Good. Yeah, 80 and a touchdown. I think he scored like 14 fantasy points, which is okay. Um, and he was fine because he was like minimum price, but you know, it, it is what it is. Like no, I said, I got cute too. Like Benny, I got like Ray Lee and those kind of guys. I got cute in the tournaments and it didn't work. So you, you know what? Oh, what, really killed, what killed me yesterday, two things I had, I had a lot of Jermaine curse um, because I just figured the Jets were going to have to pass in that game to keep up with Minnesota. And curse so I. Had a but see all the cash lineups that I had curse in because they started with Gurley and Thielen, but also obviously carry on Johnson and OJ Howard. And yeah. Yeah. And so there's, so when you start with that, you can afford to get a hit with a zero if it's in cash because it's still in the top 20%, but turn. Yeah. Tournament obviously is I did the same thing you did in tournament. I pivoted off Chubb to Duke Johnson and I actually did worse in the tournament than I did in all my cash lineups because of it. 
Yeah, see, I what, what kind of screwed me is because we were able to get Chubb in there, I actually had so much money left that I jammed in Gurley and Zeke and Thielen. So I had all three of them in my lineup, and I really needed, I, I needed Zeke to put up a Gurley-Thielen-type game to make up for the fact that I had like some, you know, some misses with some of the cheaper options that I put in there. Um, you know, I went with the Bills D yesterday against Indy. That turned out to be an old. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> that was the other thing that sunk me. I'm glad you said it yeah. before I did. So that negative hurt. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, bad Bills D. Wow. Well, the Bills D had been pretty good. And in terms of price, and you're looking at the turnovers that the Colts had the, the week before with the Jets and all year, there's a lot of turnover prone. You know, I think, I think the emergence of Marlon Mack is now changing the dynamic of the Colts offense, which is great. I mean, I, I was very excited about Mac last year and this year I have no shares of him because I was worried that he wouldn't be effective until halfway through the season. And now, and you just don't know where you're going to stand at that point, but I'm it's looking, looking right now to me, like he's a guy with the Colts that you start to see all the, I, I said it, I said it, I'm curious what you guys think. I think the Colts might be the most dangerous sub 500 team in the NFL right now. Well, so let's talk about that for a second because another NFL is going to be like Jake's tweets on Sunday. But for the past three weeks, and what I put yesterday, and I said I've been trying to say this for the past three weeks to so get your. And I, this is why I want to say is I legitimately get your opinion. Is even in my waiver column, in my matchups, like every single column has been like, stop disrespecting Andrew Luck. People keep asking, should I start Andrew Luck or should I start? And I have Andrew Luck end this quarterback on my team. Which one should I drop? And for the past two, I'm like, what more does he have to do? He's throwing for 300 a game. He's throwing three-plus touchdowns per game, not two. Three-plus touchdowns. I said, Andrew Luck is back. Andrew Luck's back to not just being back. He's, he's back to being Andrew Luck, which at that point is matchup proof. I didn't care about, yes, actually, one of my contrarian stacks in a tournament that won me some money was the Andrew Luck T.Y. Hilton stack. And... People are out there still, and I'm assuming less after yesterday, but still like, oh, what should I do with Andrew Luck? I, you just start him as a top five quarterback every single week now. Uh, I, I'm, I think that's absolutely fair. I mean, you look at the last four games, too. He's thrown four touchdowns, three touchdowns, four and four. Uh, look, there's five picks in there, too, but no picks yesterday, so that's a positive. Uh, I think, like I said, I think what's going to help now, even if you are still on the fence somehow about Luck, is you start to look at the balance potential now of the offense. And that's a very good thing because the defense certainly still has some issues. But at the same time, if you're able to control the clock a little bit more, I think that changes the dynamic of the Colts team all around. And they're a team that doesn't have expectations. And I always say this, a team without expectations is always very dangerous because even if you look at the rest of their schedule going forward, I'll try to pull it up here. To me, I think they're going to annoy and frustrate a lot of other teams. They got the Raiders, then they play the Jaguars, who right now are ripe for the picking. The Titans, where they're going to, completely outscore the Titans without a doubt, even though they're feisty on defense, you got the Dolphins, the Jaguars again, and the Texans and Deshaun Watson's not necessarily healthy. I mean, they could, they could easily go four and two over that span and all of a sudden they become relevant. So let me play devil's advocate just for the sake of playing devil's advocate, because I I agree with, with Jake that he's a top five quarterback. If you have Andrew Luck, you, you know, unless you have another stud quarterback, you're pretty much just locking him in every week. But with Marlon Mack actually, you know, back and healthy now, like the thing the first couple weeks was, you know, Naeem Hines was basically their running back. I mean, I know they were using that other rookie kid and they, they threw Turbin in there as well. And it's it, whatever. None of those guys are going to be guys that are, are, are really all that good for this offense. But the first couple of weeks, one of the reasons why I was I'm 100% on board with what Jake was saying, I've been playing Chester Rogers and Eric Ebron and throwing all these guys in my daily lineups because of, 
the fact that Luck had to throw the ball like 40-plus times in order for them to to stay in games. Do you think that with the emergence of Marlon Mack now and him coming back and being healthy and proving that he can run, I mean, he had a hell of a game yesterday. You know, do you think that's going to start taking some of those attempts away, which will start taking away some of the yardage, which will start taking away some of the potential you know, touchdowns maybe. So I don't, you know. I think it just makes him potentially more efficient because he doesn't have to press. And I think all of a sudden, because the defense has to react to Marlon Mack, it gives him a lot better looks where I actually think he can be more efficient, and equally productive. And you worry less about him turning the ball over or forcing the ball in the bad spots. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think it just gives more balance. And my biggest concern is not even a concern. My biggest, uh, I guess, advantage for luck is the fact that Patriot defense is better than we thought it's still not that good. And it's similar to the Jameis Winston situation where, uh, of course, the Bucs are by far one of the worst in the league. But to that point is we're never going to see the Colts go out there and win a 13 to 10 game unless everything just falls apart on both sides. Like, you know, they're facing uh, like the Jaguars and, mm-hmm. and then something just goes wrong for them offensively. And it's a tough defense. They're fa- the point being is they're going to have to be aggressive on offense because of their defense. So Marlon Mack just gives them a better balance because I look at their receiving core. My biggest argument before last week was that Andrew Luck's putting up these numbers with nobody. Yeah. Chester Rogers is his number one. I guess Eric Ebron is his number one. T Y Hilton's back. It's still nobody. Ryan Grant was out, and I don't even care if Ryan Grant is there or not. It's still Ryan Grant. It's still Chester Rogers. It's still Zach Paschal from my ODU Monarchs, but let's be real. It's the ODU Monarchs who are barely into the first level of football to begin with. So, I mean, you're looking at this, and he has really nothing to throw to, and he was still putting up those numbers. I'm not that concerned. I, I understand your point, and I think that it's a good one because a lot of people will think that. You know, people bake in these narratives all the time, and it's like, you know, well, uh, you know, they add another weapon, so there's less feed miles to go around, and then you get the mm-hmm. counter-argument for the exact same situation where, well, it's going to soften the defense because now they have to pay attention. Well, it can't be both. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, like I said, I agree with you. I think Luck is an every-week starter, just, you know, for the sake of arguing and throwing it out right. there. Well, then, but, Benny, is Marlon right. Mack an every-week starter? I, I think – I mean, I think he is. He's probably a running back, too, for me going forward because there are some bad situations going on. There are some bad running backs. There are some bad teams out there. You know, I agree. I think that Indy is a team that, you know, they have a passing game. They have balance. And anytime you have balance, it helps everybody out because teams can't stack the box. You know, teams have to respect the pass. And it just makes teams play everything straight up. So – you know, you got a good quarterback in there who's going to see what a defense is trying to do. He's going to be able to get them into the right plays. If he has to switch to a running play, you know, he can audible to that and do that. So I like Marlon Mack. I think Mack, I mean, he showed us yesterday what he can do. The game before, I think he ran for 90 yards and found the end zone as well. Do I think he's going to be a, a running back one? Probably not. There will be weeks that he has, you know, that he ends up as, a, as an RB1. But for the most part, for this part, to the end of the season, I think he's an RB2, and I'd be happy if I had him. The funniest part is if you, and we definitely talk about this in the offseason, where you're looking at in single quarterback leagues, why we always say don't go early on a quarterback. Because you look right now, Mahomes is leading the league in passing yards, right? Then you got that group of Cousins, Goff, Roethlisberger, Rivers, who's all the group that we always said, let the, let the market come to you, and those are the guys you can roll with, and they're going to be productive, and it's going to be fine. And then you got guys like Flacco, and you got guys like Matt Ryan, and Andrew Luck, who people were afraid of. And if you look at that, it's, it's completely the reason why you don't want to blow a third-round pick in a single quarterback league on a Tom Brady or on an Aaron Rodgers. It's just it's not enough of a, an advantage to really separate you in that format. In Superflex or OP leagues, or whatever, that's fine. But 
not in single quarterback because every year now this has been the trend and there's just there's so much more supply than there is demand in that format. No, there's not a question about it. It's, it's one of the things that we've been trying to do. You know, this is the flex league with the super flex and mm-hmm. you know, half point PPR being the happy medium and all. It's still people are so reluctant to change, though. It's it's very hard. I mean, like you look at how long it's taken. I mean, just this year, and I'm not saying I'd love to say I am, but the whole band kickers thing. You know, now you see Adam Rank starting to do a video for the NFL. Net. Like it's finally starting to get there after what a decade of being in a miserable position, and it's just swap it out for a flex spot so your league goes deeper to the pool and people aren't asking like oh should i pick up john brown in week seven after what he's been doing this entire year like just make your league a little bit more challenged by the way breaking news while we're doing this show i don't know if you guys want you know think this is a great idea because i certainly do sarcasm font but hugh jackson said that he needs to be a little bit more involved with the offense going forward like what like blocking (laughs) <laughs> what is he is he gonna put like a running back at 20 yards deep of the line and you know so that he could get a full start or something like i don't know i mean i honestly don't know how this guy has a job it makes absolutely no sense they are fun to watch i i'm there's a lot of talent there there's yeah. talent they should, I, well, that's why i was transitioning to the browns because there, there's a hell of a lot there's a lot of meat on this bone for once when we could talk about the browns real quick <laughs> Boy, yeah. living in Virginia, is, I, I think you've gone out south of the Mason-Dixon now, like officially. I didn't say, I, there's there's a lot of meat on that bone, bone out here. <laughs> what the hell is going on with you, Zeal? Let me go put it back in the freezer so I can grill it up tomorrow. Hey, that dog that. will hunt, that's for sure. Oh, uh, get you some biscuits there. Before we start talking about the Browns, does Hugh Jackson make it through the end of the season? Yes or no, Joe? I think he does. I mean, I, I, I just... No. Well, you know what? Benny? Well, before you jump in, Benny. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to say yes, but I, I don't. If you ask me if he makes it to next season, I'm going to say no. No. See, that's the thing. I don't, I don't, I think it's always difficult to fire a coach in season because then you got to really think about, okay, where, where does that leave you? But I, I guess when I think about it a little bit further, you do have Greg Williams, you do have Todd Haley, both of them who have head coaching experience in the NFL. So I guess that would make sense that you so, it. you know, it's funny you say that because that's the only reason I can somewhat excuse what he said because he is talking about Todd Haley. Like, like, Todd Haley, for all intents and purposes, what he's been dealt with and what he's done with it, he should have been doing a lot more with the talent he's had behind him and the offenses that he's had. I honestly think Todd Haley, just like all the rest of these, you've run your chorus coordinators in the NFL, needs to just get the hell out. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns just clean house after the season, to your point, but I think the first step is getting rid of Hugh and Haley. You know, I, I mean, it's his first year there, though, isn't it? Right, I don't think it was a smart move to bring him in. That's the thing. I know, but here's the thing you don't want to do to Baker Mayfield is you don't want to have him being the next Bradford or Mariota or these guys wherever you're. You no, so do it now before you do it again in two years. All right, well, who's your answer then? I, I'm not that well tied. Not, to I don't know that answer. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I mean, and, you, you know, to, to be honest with you, this is a question that we should be having in the offseason because – Right. I, I agree with what Joe was saying before. Like getting rid of a coach in the middle of the season to me, it, you only do it if there's like if the coach is being if, if the coach is a cancer, if he's losing the locker room, if you're, you know, if, if things are going south really, really yeah, Hugh Jackson has been such a bang up coach for the past couple of years. But you know what though? Like you look at the Browns this year, the Browns are like one play away in the and I would have two losses, one play away or three losses now one play away in every one of those games from being an undefeated team right now. I, I actually think it's just in, in spite of the coaching. Like, I think the only coach that's even helping them is the, Greg Williams. 
Yeah, and I and I not that I dis I don't disagree with that at all, but you know, what are you really accomplishing by getting rid of a coach in the middle of the season? Like, you don't have time to completely change your scheme around. You're not really able to make a, a whole bunch of roster moves that are going to do anything. Like, this is the bed that you gave yourself. So for now, you lay in it. You go as far as you can go with it. L listen, nobody was expecting the Browns to win a whole bunch of games and make the playoffs or anything this year anyway. So stick with what wait, you wait, have. Wait, wait, hold on. Well, are you saying this because it's the head coach? Because we all did celebratory backflips after Mike McCoy finally got canned in Arizona. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is at the end of the season, I have zero problems with, you know, them cleaning house. I think that's a great idea. Right. But I don't that's understand what, what you that's get it. in the middle, like cleaning house in the middle of the season. To me, it just kind of puts you in like no man's land for the end of the season. Like I don't. I don't see why you would do it at all, ever in any sport, unless there is, you know, like legitimate. Well, that, no, I agree with you. That's, but that's why I was breaking apart the cleaning house and the just getting rid of Hugh. That's basically what I was getting at. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, fine. If you just want to get rid of Hugh, that's fine. But I mean, again, it's an off-season question because. Right. Well, making, no, that's where I was partly agreeing with you. Yeah. Making <laughs> changes for the sake of making changes doesn't help. No, 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 no. You're making I, was, I was agreeing with you is that if it. You know. Yeah, if it was my team, and I think that's where that's where I was agreeing with you actually, Benny. It was what I was saying was, if I'm doing it, I'm not getting rid of just you. I'm getting rid of both of them. But that's so that's the point. Like, if they're not going to, then they could get rid of you right now and make the change. If they're going to clean that entire front staff and only keep Greg Williams, then I agree with you. You wait for the off season for that because you can't gut that much in the middle of the season. If you're, it's only going to be the head coach, then that's fine. But anyway. Let's talk about the fun of it. As you said, Joe, it's fun to watch the Browns. It's fun to watch. Is it fun just because it's Baker? I mean, is that really the only part? Or you just mean it's just fun in general? I think it's fun. Well, I, I think the defense is fun. I, I mean, I, I think. Well, the offensive line definitely isn't. <laughs> well, the offensive line definitely isn't. Baker Mayfield's fun because you always think he's he's got that no quit thing. And I think that that's a, a, always a fun thing where you, you know when you're watching. The game, <laughs> he also has that no Fs thing is what you <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying. But yeah, and, and you know, the memes are flying everywhere today after yesterday's uh, reaction to the field goal. But I, I'm, I, I always feel like they always have a shot when Baker. Oh, I turned into a GIF immediately if you didn't see it. I, I did not. I did not. It is now, I am going to use it, I think, either multiple times in one column or all four columns this week, I'm going to use the gif of Justin Tucker's face when he missed the extra point. That's a good one. That's a very good one. But, but, but defensively, I mean, Garrett's fun to watch. I mean, they, they've, they've got a lot of, you can feel the tide turning and it's a great underdog story. And I think that they've done a good job of handing the reins over to Mayfield, which I knew they were going to do, you know, sooner than later. And I think they've done a good job of recognizing that Carlos Hyde's value is never going to be higher than it is right now. Let's trade him before he goes down with an injury because that's what history tells us. And they got out of the Carlos Hyde business and let Chubb go forward because I, I think it was kind of holding them up. And now all of a sudden, I, I think they continuously move forward. And that's why, yeah, maybe firing Hugh Jackson to that sense of their, their progress, I can understand wanting to do that. But doing it in season, then, then you're putting more stress. Uh, who are you holding the reins to? That's my problem. And if it's Todd Haley, then you're making somebody already thin on somebody who's possibly failing on his job to begin with. That's it. Yeah. 100 percent There you go. There you go. By the way, how speaking of young quarterbacks, how you feel about Darnold? You and I haven't talked about No, it. hold on. We're not switching to the whole I just want to know, is it good or bad? That's all I No, we'll, we'll get to that. That could be our next topic. I mean, all right. As okay. a whole. Like, it just 
I wanted to real quick stick with the Browns because we have two things here. We have to talk about Nick Chubb because we've taught, we've brought him up, but we haven't really dove into Nick Chubb for this season. But real quick, with the whole kickers thing, you guys saw the tweet by LeBron, right? Yes. What did he say? Ban kickers? No, he just said you know you have people hitting from fifteen, twenty-five, and thirty-five all year long, and we can't even get that. I just thought it was fun. It's just hey, you know what? Yeah, ban kickers. He kind of, in a way, was saying it, I think. I, I want to believe I, I think he's saying it without saying it. The, the Look, kickers. LeBron James is on board. With ban- By the way, I have t-shirts of those. I, I, I created not just check, check the link now, Joe. I also created ban kickers t-shirts. Well, I, maybe, maybe, maybe it's for uh, some folks who are signing up on Patreon. We should give one of those away for like the, uh, I don't know, you want to give like. The no, t- I have something better for that. Yeah. You want me to give away your product? <laughs> 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 I'm glad you got the reference. I was kind of actually referencing that, so I appreciate. Yeah, it. I, I believe the sound you're looking for is a South Park. Blah, blah, blah. Oh no, 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 the not that. Right? No, 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 no. I was going with the Bruce Almighty. No, I've never seen Bruce Almighty. Benny, is that the one with um? He's been, what the hell's his name? Oh no, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. no, wait, I did see Bruce Almighty. Okay. Yeah, and he's trying to do the broadcast, and he's standing over there, he's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I did see it once. And, yeah, I, and this I, is why you guys need to sound up, sign up for the Patreon site, just so you know. That's a side note here. This way we can get a soundboard so we don't have to have uh, Jake doing his Dougie Fresh impressions throughout the entire show. I, I do enjoy them, though. They are. Wiggity, quite. wiggity, whack. I want to thank everybody who already went on there already, too. How about that? How about those early people before content was even up there signing up? Those are the well, real people, right? Those are the real G's right there. We'll also come back Wednesday because that's so what, what we'll be talking about. I the first, I'd say 100 people. I don't know. We'll talk about it. That's, a, that's what I was trying to get to. That's what the was for. All right. what, what, so anyway, real quick, <laughs> Nick Chubb, yeah. where is he for the rest of the season? Because if, hey, Benny, if you watch the game, if you watch <laughs> Nick Chubb during that game, the first 75% of it, this was not going to be the Nick Chubb we wanted to see, especially if you want to talk about DFS, seasonal, whatever it was. It was Nick Chubb running into the back of an offensive line that can't block. It was Nick Chubb looking a lot like Carlos Hyde, like doing the best he can, but he can only do so much. He gets the touchdown. He gets the long run. You look at the box score, you look at the end result, and your initial gut reaction, that's why I said the tongue-in-cheek thing to Benny there is like if you watch the game, for anybody that remembers that Mm -hmm. reference, is – You'd look at the box score. You oh, Nick Chubb, great excitement, yeah, terrific. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the game, maybe not so much. So I'll go since I was joking around with Benny on that one. I'll go to you first. Where did you come out of yesterday's game thinking on Nick Chubb? Well, I mean, for the first three quarters, he was getting outplayed by Duke Johnson and and fantasy. Fan, you know, Duke Johnson had a couple catches. Nick Chubb had like thirty total yards. He, you know, um. Johnson looked like the better play. It looked like everybody who went like 70, 80% ownership on Chubb was going to get screwed yesterday. But he did get into the end zone, which is the thing about him that we have to like. I mean, when you start looking at, at running backs, you know, you, there are very few guys that are still like three down bell cow backs in the league anymore. And that's not what Nick Chubb is going to be. But he's going to have the better share of that running back committee because he's going to be the guy that gets the red zone carries. He's going to be the guy who has the ball in games where they're winning and running at the end. He's still going to lose all the passing down work to Duke Johnson, though. I mean, that's the way that it's going to work out. So that keeps him from having any chance of being an RB1, uh, you know, even in like a 12-team league. He's probably going to wind up in the in the RB2. I actually put him behind Marlon Mack in, a, in an RB2 league, probably somewhere in the, I don't know, around like the 
the 15 to 18 range. Yeah, I think that's about a good spot for him. I'm looking at the upcoming schedule, too. He's got the Steelers, Chiefs, Falcons, who don't tackle anybody, the Bengals, the Texans, Panthers, and Broncos. So that's like it's kind of a mixed bag. It is a mixed bag. So there's some good matches and bad matchups. And I, I think the reason I'm bringing that up is the the number that Benny's talking about in terms of ranking him or where you should think of him, I think he is one of those guys that if you have better matchups that it's okay to either push him to a flex or push him to a bench, depending on the depth of your league. And if you don't, then I think he's going to be good enough or at least offers enough upside because I think he had, it's one of those rare spots where I don't like handcuffing running backs and saying, I want both these guys on my team, but everywhere I had Hyde, I had Chubb because I thought that when, and not if Carl's Hyde got hurt, I thought that was going to be an upgrade of sorts in terms of explosiveness and ceiling. So I thought that's, it's a rare thing where you have the guy behind the other guy who actually you really believe can be better in terms of fantasy production. So I think that's where I'm looking at. So I think you manage Nick Chubb. I think you do. I think, I don't think you just set him and forget him, but I, how much did you guys love the, the Duke Johnson fallout yesterday too? And so many people, Duke Johnson's the starter. Look at See, I told you so. I told you they had negative four yards on the day because of the old line. I mean, come on, bro. You even watch oh, the games, yeah. bro. <laughs> the Duke Johnson being the starter news was just the biggest. That, that, oh, but even least, when the trade went down, you saw it on Twitter. People were like, I'm picking up Duke Johnson. You can go pick Nick Chubb up. I'm picking up Duke Johnson. Well, you don't you? Know, I mean, I never noticed that all the people sound the same that we don't like them. No, sometimes they're from different regions. <laughs> <laughs> Some, you know, maybe oh, we should pick it up, Duke Johnson, you stupid well, bastards. Yeah. yeah like, I think we should. I think this should be a hallmark of this show. When we do the stupid fantasy person voice, you know, everybody has that one voice that they do. And a lot of people, they just do it from the South, which I think is, is, is they just do it in redneck voice, which I think we need to be better. That's than because that. everybody up in North apologizes like Chris Meany. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I should have picked up Duke Johnson. And so you could have win instead. Oh, I was just about to do my Canadian accent too. I was going to be like, I'm sorry. Hey, eh? I thought Duke Johnson was going to have a good game today. Eh? I don't know. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, I, I really thought it. Oh, yeah, Duke was going to be good, but you know he wasn't. So that's my bad. You got like a little bit of Irish in your Canadian. Well, you know, Chris Manning is a little <laughs> bit. I, you know, but we should do that. We should just throw that out there and just we should just have different accents, like just little Scottish, like you know, yeah. stuff like I'm that. Really Joe, Joe was like Conor McGregor moves to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody does it. Nobody says. I told you, Duke Johnson was going to be a thing out there. I know it was going to be. A, it was going to happen to you. And then, like, nobody ever says it. Like, you know, it's always the same. Like, dumb, stupid guy, either New York or redneck voice. Which I guess. All right, so we're adding a hundred dollar. We're no, we're adding a thousand dollar Patreon <laughs> thing as of right now. If anybody signs up for a thousand dollar Patreon thing, I will get Jake Seely to do an entire show in Valley Girl. It'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, like nobody ever. What's Valley Girl? Well, nobody does surfer. Well, it's like, like it's like you know, stuff. like when you like picked up like Duke Johnson because like you know you, you just kind of like thought he was gonna do yeah. something good. Uh, I totally uh, okay. thought okay. like, it was gonna like be a thing. I was gonna say because like, I'm terrible. Here's the problem: is Joe knows this. I'm terrible with accents. The only yeah. one I can I can't even I can do Grover and New York. That's about it. Those are the only <laughs> two things I could do. Like what? <laughs> Grover and New York. Um, well, it's good because Gro I believe Sesame Street is in. Or the no. South, too, I guess. <laughs> He's in Manhattan somewhere. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I saw Oscar on my way to the uh, Port Authority this morning, at least. Yeah, Once I think. Yeah. Hey, you know what we need to make sure we get to because we're almost done for the hour of our very first show. World Series starts tomorrow, everybody. Yay. Right? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, you weren't going to get the baby face brewers in there. That wasn't going to happen. 
No, baseball got what they wanted. I mean, there's nothing bigger. Oh, you know, but, um, they, did you really want the Brewers in there? I'll be honest. Yes, I did. As a baseball Why? fan, I did. Yes. Why? Why? Because, because I, I like because I don't like the Dodgers, and I like the Red Sox. Even yeah, there's a, there's a lot of personalities in the Dodgers I don't like. I, they were there, so I don't really want to see them. Again. I want to see a team that you know what this is the we might not see the Brewers again for another 15 years type of situation. Well, At least I know the, the Dodgers can spend money. You see all these Brewers people out there, all these Brewers fans like, hey, this is this is the beginning. And I'm like, guys, look, you have to look at the pitching and everything and be honest with yourselves and realize everything broke your way. And this is more likely one of these one-off years than it is you building this this right. freaking dynasty. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's not they the went, narrative out there. Did they not go all in this year? I mean, they basically went out and signed two of the biggest free agents at the beginning of the year and, you know, with get, bringing in Kane. and They did, and so they did a great job. And we all made fun of them for it, right? Like, you, you, like we, they all signed 40,000 outfielders. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> they're not even at the trade deadline. I mean, they went out and they got Jonathan Scope, and they, you know, they, they were making – they went all in. Doubling down, down. Tripling down and quadrupling down on the offense. I mean, yeah. to be honest, like, they had people get hurt, and Jesus Aguilar ends up being – is it like which Joe? I know you've talked about before in past years, but I don't think anybody in their brain like the best outlook wasn't even looking for Aguilar to do what he did. Um, you look at this entire team, and like they had injuries, and somebody else stepped up, and then the pitching staff was just enough with that bullpen to get it. Like like you said, you look at that team. If you told me right now, despite the fact that the Brewers had the best record in the NL, like obviously with the tie with the Cubs situation, but you told me today. Going for the next five years, do I want the Brewers or do I want the Rockies? I take the Rockies. I can understand that. I mean, it's yeah. difficult in terms of the you know the the home field and and whatnot. But look, I think what the Brewers did was they showed you have a strength, right? They were good at something. But whenever you get in the playoffs, and then the bullpen was very good too. You know, unfortunately, it was the bullpen that kind of let them down in that last game too with Jeffers. But at the same time, you you got to be happy with what happened. You know, you mentioned Jesus Aguilar. And do you like, uh, can I do a story time for like three seconds here? Because I think you enjoy this. Right? I'll give you five seconds. But that's five it. seconds. Jesus Aguilar story time. This is because just because I'm working on the new black book ready for baseball. All right. The intro is already more than three seconds. Let's all right. Go. So, all right. Never mind that. <laughs> all right. No, Jesus Aguilar. This is last year's black book right up on him. The internet has crushed the concept of sleepers. But if you're looking for something resembling that, I give you Jesus Aguilar. He was an RBI machine in the Cleveland system. Never got a chance. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, I said, uh, you remember how. Justin Smoke did what he did in 2017. Well, guess what? That's 2018 Jesus Aguilar. And that's uh, that's pretty good right there. So all kidding uh, aside, is he also going to be Justin Smoke and go right back down to earth? Yep. And that's that's you have to buy the next black book to find out. Or if you want a free <laughs> version and join us on Patreon for that level, you get a free one. See what I did there? See how I tied it all in? But no, See, I, I, this is why we have Joe because he's like the best horror of us. I am. All. I, I am I'm, Joe, you are the best horror. I am. I, I, am I am what they call <laughs> the bottom bitch. That's what I am. I'm the bottom bitch. I'm the one you can always rely on. No, but look, you, you're you're in a spot here where I I think that Aguilar did everything you could possibly want from him, and you saw regression in the second half also. So keep that in mind that there were some things that, as great as he was in the first half, there were some things that kind of fell back to. Well, Earth. you know why he regressed, Joe, right? Um, because he was the home run derby. Oh, uh, well, yeah, you know, no, he regressed because like every, you know, that is the dumbest thing that, that yeah. I'm glad a couple years ago, I forget who it was, put out that whole study about it. And it had to do with, it's just more likely that players who have enormous first halves have down second halves, whether they did the home run derby or not, it had nothing to do oh, with wait, 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 hold on, Joe. You mean players regress to the mean, no matter what the other circumstances are. Yeah. By the way, are you pissed that somebody stole that, that name of that show that we threw out there? Cause I think, Oh, aggression to the mean. Yeah. I mean, did you, hear, did you see that Benny that happened? 
No. Jake and, Jake and I came up with a show name called. No, I remember, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think they stole it. I don't know. Somebody on Roto Grinders, I think. Oh. I, I don't know. All I know uh, is that we uh, did it, and a couple weeks later, it was a show, and we were like, hmm. <laughs> but you, can't, you know, what are you going to do? You can't trademark a title. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, you're good, you rooting for anybody in the World yeah, Series, by the way? You're actually good. Uh, well, it's either no, the Boston can't. Belly Buttons or the Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, are you rooting for one of them? I root for the belly buttons. <laughs> well, I know Benny's not. I mean, I don't know. Benny's kind I know of a bad guy. Right? I'm, I'm done watching baseball this year. No, I'm kidding. I'll probably have it on like the little TV in the background, but I really don't like the Dodgers. Like I, they're one of my least favorite National League teams, but I have to root for them because the other option is the Red Sox. And as the Yankees See, fan, I don't know. I See, it's do funny that. you say that, Benny. I want to ask you after the first game because it's funny you said that. So I went into the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl and I went into that with like, you know what? I know that like, and I'll understand. I'm not, this isn't taking shots, Joe. I'm just trying to explain the entire thing. It's like, as a Giants fan, I was you like, really you want to bring what? everything full circle today, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Part with taking like, shots in the page. Yeah, what, what are we going to do for our second show? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying, all right. As anyway, I went in with, as a Giants fan, I was like, you know what? We beat them twice. They're always in the, I'm tired of seeing the Patriots go Seahawks halfway through the first quarter. I'm like, no, I hate too many people on the Seahawks. I don't like any of them. Go Patriots. And I found myself changing mid-game despite what I thought I would think going in because of my, oh, I guess you would call it any type of allegiance or whatever. So I'm interested if you say that right now and then you get there and you're like, you know what, I just I can't root for the Dodgers. Well, I'll tell you what will happen. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I, probably, I, I'll probably wind up betting on one of these games, and if I bet on the Dodgers and they do some dumb shit like Yasiel Puig gets thrown out trying to, you know, extend the <laughs> single into a triple or something like that, you know, in, in pure Puig fashion, then at that point I will hate them enough that I still wouldn't root for Boston, but I'll just not care. Like that'll so be it. Give your pick then. I'm either rooting for the Dodgers or I'm not caring. I, I, I'm not going to say Boston. It has to be the Dodgers. How many games? Seven, because I really don't yeah. even think they're going to win. <laughs> wow, game seven in Boston? Yeah, yeah I, I, that's what I'm saying. I really don't think the Dodgers – like, if, I, if I'm if i gambling, I'm, I'm betting on Boston, but because I can't, you know, I can't get myself to do that, I'm just going to kind of stay away from it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'd like to see the Red Sox win. I just – I'm not a big Dodgers guy. I just never have been. Maybe it's Maybe it's a – Scar for my youth with Kirk Gibson still with the Mets. I don't know. I just can't get over it. And Mike Sosha <laughs> and that stupid home run against Dwight Gooden. I, I'll just never get over that, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, do you think the Machado stuff is going to hurt him at all, by the way, all that? Well, hold on. Um, you have to make your pick first. No. All right. I'm, I'm picking the I'm picking Red Sox in six and seven, too. I think seven. I think it goes the whole distance. I'll take Red Sox in six. Uh, and you know, I actually interviewed Chris Taylor last year, but he's you know, he's very – mild mannered. So I don't have any, like, that doesn't help me root for the Dodgers at all, but yeah, to your Machado question. No. So this is the same thing. And I'll tell you why I say, no, I agree with you. I don't even want him on my team. Just, and I, I, I know a lot of people saw that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Trip liquid. Like that's just, that, that was such a douche move at first base, Look, but it, Hold on what? a second. I, I want to defend the douche move at first base for a second. Because what do you want to defend? He kicked yeah, us. I, 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 I want to hear this. Go ahead. All right, no, I'm going to defend the douche move. Okay, not exactly what he did, but the principle behind it. I'm going to – Jesus Aguilar's foot is not supposed to be on top of the base, number one. And I was, was taught – So he had to make a point? On. No, no. Well, no, but here's the thing. I was taught, and then I in turn taught my – 
people when I coach baseball is if a first baseman is in your way of the bag, you plow him right now. You don't step on his ankle or kick him or that because that's not how you do it. You throw the shoulder in there and you lay him out. That's what you're supposed to do. That's how I was taught the game. Okay. So the principle behind what Machado did was not wrong. It was the crappy BS way he did it. That was unfortunate. So I'm just putting that out there. I, and I'm not trying to say like, I want guys to go hurt each other, but Aguilar's in the wrong spot there. And he has to take some kind of culpability where his foot was on the he bat. Wasn't was completely that wrong. far in the wrong spot. He was far enough that I would have plowed him if I was him. And you're taught wrong in my opinion. No, I'll start hard nosed baseball. That's how we played in New York. That's, I don't no. know where they, what you're they taught all, you. You're down one there. of those people that are also told that you could go shoulder first inside somebody's jaw at home plate because the catcher's there. That's right. Don't stand on the tracks when the train's coming. Where through. are you, Benny? Are you at least in between? Or are you like uh, one side or the other? I'm, I, to be honest, I'm kind of in between the two of you. Like, I. I I understand what Joe's saying. Like, if the guy is, I'm not defending the action. I'm I don't. Yeah, the and again, and and I think the way Machado did it I was think it's messed up principle. Yeah, I think. Or the whatever. Thing is, injury like, prone, injury playing. <laughs> I I understand the whole drop your shoulder if the guy's there, but like I would do that if like the guy's straddling the bag and I can't get to the bag like that. Like to me, what. Aguiar was doing wasn't that big a deal. Like he had his foot on the corner of the bag. It's not like it's not even like he had his foot in the middle of the bag, just standing on it that way. Like he was over in the corner. Like he was far enough out. To me, it kind of felt more like a you know Machado was kind of frustrated thing and just kind of wanted to be a douche. Well, yeah. But to get back to the original point of this question, I don't think it affects him in free agency at all. His no. contract that he's getting is the contract he was going to get one way or another. He could go over twelve, over twelve in the next series. And I don't think it's going to change anything with the contract that he got. We, we know enough about him and, and the kind of talent that he is that someone's going to offer him a long-term deal with a lot of money. In it. Are you upset because, if he's met next year, Jake? Yeah. I don't, I don't want douchebags on my team. And, but the, really? I don't worry about the, the 86 Mets were a collection of douchebags. The, I, Mets, no, the Mets can't no. afford him anyway, so no, don't worry. I was about to say, the Mets aren't spending that money anyway, so who the hell cares? But I to, know. David Wright's money's off the books. So, nah, still. They've they've already gotten seventy five or eighty tied up into like four players, so you know, yeah. it's, it's well, you know, it is hard to play in the biggest media market in the world. It's not right. a lot of revenue. You know, I still blame yeah. a Ponzi scam from fifteen years ago. But anyway, like no, to Benny's point, I was gonna say this is the same argument I've been making for Le'Veon Bell. There's always somebody. I don't care that people are really like, oh, Le'Veon Bell is a bad teammate. Like, duh, but so no, do it in another accent. No, there you go. There's a perfect thing. <laughs> oh, see, do it in so do it in Grover. Le'Veon Le Bell's <laughs> a, bad, a bad accent, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Pay me $100. He's like, oh, Le'Veon Bell, he don't like it the money. Eh? What do you want? There you go. But the point is, there's always going to be some team out there willing to pay because here's exactly how it's going to play out. I won't even do a voice for this one. I'll do this is the business situation. There's going to be a front office. And they're going to be like, yes. We met with Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell and I, we discussed, and we're on the same page, and we understand that what he went through, and we know that You're he's right. a first-oriented guy going forward, and we're all, you know, blah, 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 same page, blah, like all these cliches, and somebody's going to pay for Le'Veon Bell. Now, did he decrease his market? Absolutely. But is he going to stop from getting a giant contract? Absolutely not. That's fair. Yeah. I, I believe I've heard that press conference numerous times already. So, <laughs> yes, you, you nailed it. Good job. All right, two more. We do have to do these things real quick today right, because right, they're cool. relevant today. All right, do it. You asked, you asked the question, Monday night preview, Saquon Barkley, does he hit 200 all-purpose yards? That was your question, Joe, yes or no? I, I think it's uh, without a doubt. The team that can't tackle against a guy who breaks more tackles than anybody except maybe Gurley, I mean, yeah. 
Benny? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah because the the more the the Giants can keep the ball out of Eli Manning's hands and not ask him <laughs> too much, the better off they're gonna be. So if they're smart, you know, give it to him, run it with Saquon, and and throw passes to him short where Eli can actually complete him. Otherwise, you're just gonna get rolled tonight. I'm starting Odell Beckham uh, bottled water. By the way, it's a whole company. I'm sorry. Starting. Yeah. Yeah, and the top is like his hair. So when you Does open it up, flavor? yeah, it looks just like his hair when you pull the top off. It's going to be awesome. What's the flavor? Because he can't have flavorless because that's the... The, the, <laughs> the flavor is salty. Incredibly salty. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was oh, good. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to take How the under. That, I mean, it's 200. You gave me 200 as a number. I'm playing as the betting man. I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I mean, I would take the under if I'm putting actual money on it. But I, I do think that the path of the Have you watched the Falcons try to tackle? Yeah, have you even watched the games, bro? Yeah. No, no, but specifically, the Falcons tackling is a joke. I think they think they're wearing flags. Like, Well, and they also, they give up more catches out of the backfield over the last any, three years any than any team. Right? I think it's actually any team in history. I have to double check that, but it's been that bad. It's horrendous. Peyton Barber was good last week because of it. Just, just all right. that's all you need to know. Which was awesome because so many people <laughs> played him yesterday in daily, and I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. people kept asking me questions. Do I play Peyton Barber today? I'm like, no. no. Why are you even paying for my advice? Right. If you're yeah, that? but they ended up get paying out because he had a decent game anyway. Which just that's just what happened. So five minutes left. We'll close on this one. This is the other quick one. And you know, I wanted to bring this up because you guys both know this from our history together. I hate Rajon Rondo. I I hate him. And, uh, you know, it goes back to throwing Kirk Heinrich into the scorer's table. It goes, he's just, he's a punk thug on, in general, just that's who he is. And I don't know if it's a size issue, if like whatever that, whatever it is, he's a punk. And if anybody saw the fight that happened in the Chris Prawl, I can't believe they were able to zoom in that close to get that little tight of spittle. That wasn't even like a full spit. That was like spittle on Chris Prawl, which has started the whole fight. But this, this you saw my question. Is it Chris Paul? Is he kind of more of a punk that we think he is for some people out there, or is Rajon Rondo just that big of a what I put supreme douche? I'm gonna let Benny do this because I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, Rajon Rondo <laughs> is. I mean, pretty much everywhere Rajon Rondo's been, he's kind of been known as a tough personality and kind of an a hole. Everywhere Chris Paul has been, he's always kind of been known as a, a really nice guy. I mean, he is the player rep for for the NBA for um you know their last contract that they just negotiated the collective bargaining agreement. Like, see, I asked you that universally, universally respected guy. So, well, see, I've heard some people say that's why I asked it. Is some people would be like Chris Paul secretly kind of a jerk at times. Well, I mean, again, me and Chris Paul, like, I don't have his number. We don't text back and forth. Like, <laughs> I, I've never actually been out in a social setting with him, so I can't really say that. I'm just saying, like, the, you know, the way that everybody perceives him and the way that he's viewed and, and what I know about him as being a guy who's, who's high on the NBA is that he's always held in, like, a universally high esteem from all his colleagues, all his coaches, everybody who's ever been around him. Whereas Rajon Rondo has always kind of been somebody who – is a hard-nosed player, is somebody who gives you everything he has on the floor, but he's always kind of been known as somebody who's an a-hole, like even dating back to like his AAU days before he even got into, you know, college and went on to become a pro. So, you know, when a guy has a track record that long of negative stuff and the other guy has a track record that long of positive things in the community and, you know, in the NBA in general, I'm willing to say that, you know, Chris Paul is probably not the guy that was wrong there. But again, I wasn't on the court the other day. I don't, you know, I'm not friends off the court with either one of these guys that I could say that for sure. 
but just, you know, everything that's out there and everything that we know, it seems more like Rajon Rondo's usually the a-hole when a situation between those two comes, comes about. Like it always have. is. And Brandon Ingram coming, running back onto the court and throwing that punch in the back. They're like, oh my, so this is the last one. And I think, Joe, did you see anything about this yeah, fight? I saw the fight. I saw the fight. And, and it's hard okay. to tell the spittle and all that stuff, but... I don't know, man. Like, you know, NBA fights no, no, rarely, no. unless Ron Artest is involved, NBA fights rarely <laughs> no, no. live up to standard. Did you see the Brandon Ingram part of it? Uh, if I did, I forgot. Yeah, okay. I, I saw it. Okay, so this will be the last question then, I guess, for Benny. Is yeah. freaking Jamel Hill comes out and says that Brandon Ingram wasn't throwing. That's not a sucker punch that he threw at the end there. Then what the... Do you know the definition of a sucker punch? Like, the dude ran back on the court for two people fighting that he wasn't involved with and punches the dude in the back of the head while he's not looking. What's the definition of a sucker punch then? I, I mean, I can't answer the question that you're asking because I, I don't understand why it wouldn't be. I mean, that's pretty much exactly what it is, is... You hit somebody who's not looking, it's a sucker punch because, you, you know, you didn't, you yeah, didn't push you know that. You know that part, Joe, at least. Well, I certainly know what a sucker punch is, yes. Yeah, so, so I don't know. I mean, by honestly, the way, I also taught my six-year-old daughter how to do a spinning arm bar yesterday. So That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. So we should I mean, be afraid of her is what you're talking about. really quick, man. Like, she, she's getting really fast. You got to watch out for her. So, Rajon Rondo, watch your ass. No spit on her. Yeah. <laughs> your ass, bro. So, <laughs> by the way, to answer the questions for everybody out there, Again, to remind everybody, like this is a recap at the beginning. We are going to be on Patreon going forward. Friday is going to be the first Patreon show. Friday is the very first show that you'll ever hear of Joe and Betty together with no Jake, myself. It'll be entertaining, to say the least. We will be here yeah. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mondays and Wednesdays are what you get right now, all of us together. Uh, you can get all three. You can get just the Monday shows. You can get the full package, which also involves the Black Book, other giveaways, YouTube shows, all that type of stuff. We'll even talk about more on Wednesday. The Tuesday and Thursday shows for now are not going anywhere. They're still all in sports. They're still on iTunes. They're still for free. They may change depending on how much support we get because we do this for free for you guys. But if we can make a living and make it what you guys want and you're part of it, that can conceivably change. But for now, it's going to be five days a week, all in sports. Three days, the biggest days are us three. Well, just you two on Friday and you two again. Once again, Joe, you can follow Joe at JoePizzaPia17. And go ahead, pimp everything else. No, listen to Fantasy Black Book and subscribe there too. I'm excited about this. I'm, you know, it's like that old shoe, baby. It just fits and feels so good. And, uh, and, and it's so supportive as well. You no, stop making me edit stuff out. <laughs> What, an old shoe? Benny, go ahead, pimp yourself there again, pimp. Yeah, so, Benny, I mean, you, you know, you guys know you can find me over on Twitter at BennyR11. Uh, you can find all my DFS stuff over at, you know, Guru Elite, um, all my betting stuff over there as well. And we'll be doing a lot of talking about all that stuff over here too. I'm just happy that we're able to get the three of us because, honestly, as much as I hate these two mother <laughs> beep, 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 beeps right here, we, we had a really good time doing this show together, and it's always a lot of fun to get together and argue with these guys, and, and that's what it's all about, man. If we can talk some sports and have some fun, you know, that's why you guys enjoyed listening to us in the first place, and, and that's what we're hoping to bring back. Oh, there you go. That's everybody. Again, we'll be back Wednesday. I'll be back tomorrow. They'll be back again Friday. I'll be back Thursday. Every single day, we're here for you. So go sign up. Hey, oh, yeah, it's very simple. Patreon.com front slash all in sports I, i'm sure you guys don't even need to write that down but we'll be back enjoy the rest of the day uh we've got to figure out the intros and exits but whatever we'll see you Wednesday.
I pay twenty dollars and everything's free, right? Because it's a Ponzi scam, and I, I run the Mets. Okay. <laughs> Dude, this is gold. You gotta wait, man. Save here. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll bring that line back. All right, let's go, Emre. You you sure? Yeah, I'm a pork chop sandwiches. Fired up. Never been this fired up at nine in the morning before. Let's go. Uh, yeah, well, you get the curse words out. Maybe. Oh wait, are we not allowed the pork chop sandwiches? Curse. <laughs> <laughs> we are just Jake has to beep it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's oh, a lot of ass work. Because then I got to write down the freaking time. They only asked about nudity on Patreon. They did not ask about the language. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I'm I'm definitely doing like at least half of these podcasts naked. So. <laughs> All right, let's go. I thought we were saving it for the podcast. We oh, I been... got a lot more, buddy. Don't worry about it. You, should... <laughs> you know what you should do, Jake? Honestly, as extra content, you should literally record from the minute we all get on, and just—it's throw... already recording. Oh, good. We should, you should take this and just throw it on. Have... No, yeah, that's if you haven't heard. Uh, you know, like I said, we don't listen to a lot of each other's stuff. That's fine. I, I have a lot of times like this kind of stuff on the DuckTales outro as I faded out and then I just, this starts talking of like the stuff that we were doing before we were on air. Oh yeah. That's cool. Oh, I hear it and laugh like the, the high. Yeah. Season. So I'll, I'll put it at the end and then in the, 